Blog Talk Radio. talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you can get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call, 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show at blogtalkradio.com slash pecan. That's blogtalkradio.com slash pecan. You can send messages to the show on Twitter at GoForItGant. And while you're there on Twitter, give us a follow. I go for it, Ken. Great show lined up for you today. Expect to be joined by one of the stars of Ballers, Donovan Carter, who's going to talk about Ballers, the hit show on HBO, doing decent ratings, doing decent numbers. So we're going to talk to him about that. Also, we're going to talk to one of the stars of the Golden State Warriors championship team. Sean Livingston will be joining us. A lot of money being thrown out there. We're going to talk to Sean about that. Draymond Green is back. Going to talk to Sean about that. He's got to be happy. And also... We're going to be joined by Philadelphia 76ers guard Tony Roten. Uh, he's got an upcoming skills camp coming up. So we're going to talk to him about his upcoming skills camp and talk to him about his, uh, you know, he had an ACL injury. So we're talking to him about uh, him coming back from that and, and where he stands with that. So a great show lined up for you today. The NBA, I mean, <laughs> this is a great time to be a free agent in the NBA. I mean, the money is flowing. The money is just going around and, like, left and right. Everybody's eating, and everybody's eating well. Everybody is eating well. And if you're in the NBA right now, and if you're a free agent, boy, oh, boy, you got to be happy because there are deals coming. What, a billion dollars worth of deals done yesterday? A billion dollars. You got that new TV money in a couple of years. The cap is going to be up. So there's an opportunity for guys to make a lot of money. And guys are making a lot of money. I think the biggest story today is Greg Monroe now deciding, you know what? Not L.A. You know what? Not New York. But I'm going to sign with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I know there's reports out there that the Knicks didn't offer Greg Monroe a, a, a max deal. And, and with the way the money is flowing right now, you you got to offer these guys a bunch of money. You got to offer Greg Monroe a max deal. You have no choice. But you you look at it now, and not only did Greg Monroe say no to L.A., the Lakers, we all know what the Lakers bring in terms of organization, in terms of history, in terms of all the great things that have done and happened in L.A., but they said no to he said no to the Lakers. No to the Lakers. And then he not only did he say no to the Lakers, he said no to the Knicks. And then he decided on the Milwaukee Bucks took a Mac, max deal from the Milwaukee Bucks. That's that's surprising. And it, you know, that's strange. I don't know if it's strange per se, but you, you look at how 
things are going in the NBA in terms of, what, a few years ago, we were talking about, well, now everybody's going to be going to those big markets. When LeBron and, and D. Wade and, and Bosch went to Miami, and, you know, the talk of everybody trying to form super teams, the thought was now people are going to go to big markets. People don't want to go to small markets. They want to go to big markets to get things, you know, get, get that outside money, endorsement money, and all the other good stuff. That's what they wanted. That's what they wanted. Now, you know, as I, and, and, you know the stories change and change and change, but uh, I'm looking at David Aldridge's Twitter page, and he's talking about, Dave, according to David Falk, the Knicks did offer a max to Greg Monroe. So bottom line, the money was the same. Everything was the same. But the Knicks, the Lakers, their destination is not Love what it used radio. to be. It's not what it used to be. You know, everybody desired to be in L.A. at one point in time. Not no more. That's not a desire anymore. A lot of people wanted to be in New York with all the endorsement money and all the outside of basketball type things. Not anymore. That's not desirable anymore. And here's the thing. You look at teams who prepared themselves and tried to get cap space and things of that nature now it don't matter. It, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point. You know, guys trying to get that cap space, it don't matter. Everybody got cap space now. And I'm looking at David Aldridge's Twitter page, and he's saying 15 teams next season will have enough money to offer max contracts to guys. So guys now have the, you know, they, got the, they can pick where they want to go. They got 15 options. If teams are interested, you know, it may not be 15 teams, but, I mean, if you're a good player, like a LaMarcus Aldridge, teams are going to be interested. But guys are getting money left and right, and you're looking at it, and Danny Green, four years, $45 million, a bargain now. I mean, it's a bargain now. And Damari Carroll, four years, $60 million. I mean, these guys are getting paid. I'm happy for him. You know, kudos to these players who's getting paid. That's great. And then now you have Dwayne Wade. He decides to stay with the Heat. One year, $20 million. And so he's there for one more year for Miami. I I don't think D-Wade goes anywhere. I don't think D-Wade should go anywhere. I think D-Wade is Miami. He is the face of that franchise. And I heard Isaiah Thomas talk about this and, he talked about Lonzo Mourning being, you know, one of the faces of that franchise, and ultimately he went up into the front office. D. Wade is the face of the Miami Heat organization. He is the face. And so you look at the situation, he decided, and I knew he was going to stay in Miami. I knew that he was staying in Miami. I didn't think he was going anywhere. Like I said, he is Miami. But he stayed. Obviously, now at this point, we, we, we got a few big fish out there. Obviously, Marcus Aldridge, biggest fish out there. DeAndre Jordan, still out there. Wes Matthews, still out there. Rondo, still out there. So you, there is some guys still out there. Reggie Jackson, who had a uh, Tobias Harris as well. So there's some guys still out there. 
and there's still some wheeling and dealing. LeBron James is still out there, but he's not going anywhere. And Kevin Love, he how about the Cavaliers and the money they spent? I mean, they got to spend it. You want to keep LeBron happy, you got to spend it. But I mean, you you, you get a, a, you know, you get all those guys. You get Love back, obviously. Max Steel, Mon Shumper gets big time money. Thompson gets big time money. I mean, you, you had to bring the gang back. And LeBron James. Has anybody done it like him in terms of just controlling things, in terms of just being on top of things, in terms of just this is his situation. He's controlling it. He, he, he is the straw that stirs the drink. It's almost like he's the owner. It's his franchise. It's his franchise. And he's acting that way. And he has control. He got his boy Tristan Thompson paid. And not to say Thompson didn't deserve it, but he got him paid. You got Thompson paid, which is big-time money, a big-time situation. So Tristan Thompson's paid, which is good for LeBron. Shumpert is paid. Kevin Love is paid. We'll figure out what they're going to do with J.R. Smith moving forward, whether or not they want to bring him back. And obviously Kyrie Irving, he's going to be back healthy, hopefully for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now look at the Cavaliers, and, and again, their, their goal is let's bring the gang back. Well, let's bring the gang back that, that got – us to the title, the, the gang that would have won the title for us if we were, in fact, healthy. I mean, they needed either Love or Kyrie to be healthy. One of the two would have helped. One of the two would have helped. But we'll see what Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge do, do, does, because right now he's going to have another meeting, another meeting. With the Los Angeles Lakers, I know the Lakers came up small the first time. Kobe Bryant came up small again in one of these meetings. I mean, we saw Kobe last, what, last time he was involved in one of those meetings. There were reports out that he almost got in a fight with Dwight Howard. And, and the Lakers, just like the Knicks and the Knicks and the Lakers, two storied franchises, you know, two big market franchises. You know, who doesn't want to play at the Garden was always the thought. Who doesn't want to play in L.A.? Who doesn't want to play in New York? It's Madison Square Garden, the Mecca. Who doesn't want to be there? And so now you look at the Knicks situation. You you look at that ball club. It's not a very good situation. I mean, you got Mello. And and if you're Mello, obviously you took the money. And obviously, you know, maybe Lala told you, you know what, uh, Mello, we got to stay in New York City. You know she likes New York City. She's got to do her thing as well. And, and so Mello took Max money, and he now is with a junk roster. He got paid, and that's the trade-off, but now he's playing with trash. He did get Aaron Aflalo today, but he didn't get LaMarcus Aldridge. Probably not going to get him. Greg Monroe didn't get him. So at, at this point, how much are the Knicks going to? How much better are the Knicks going to be next season? Probably not much better. And then they don't have a pick next year. They don't have a first round pick. So the Knicks are a team in a desperate situation. They are in a desperate situation. The Lakers, similar, from the standpoint that I mean. I mean, I, I think the Lakers are in a better situation than the Knicks. 
I mean, you got Julius Randle coming back. You know, you got D'Angelo Russell coming in. Kobe's coming back. But, I mean, the, the Lakers probably in a better situation than the Knicks, but the Lakers are in the Western Conference. So maybe it kind of evens up the whole thing. But the Lakers and the Knicks, two still, like I said, you know, big market franchises. Who would have thought that anybody would go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, over New York, New York, or Los Angeles, California? Greg Monroe. Who would have thought that? Teams like the Knicks and the Lakers, you know, carving out all this cap space with the hope, with the chance, with the opportunity to be able to acquire a big-name free agent. That was their hope. And now, new TV money, and it, it, it changes everything. And, and, and people can criticize the Philadelphia 76ers and, and some of the moves that they made over the years and tanking and things of that nature. But say one thing about the Sixers. They have assets. They have a bunch of picks next year. They got lottery picks. They got three. I mean, you got Stauskas, who was a lottery pick last year, and Bede, a lottery pick. If you can get on the court, that would be huge. Noel, a lottery pick two seasons ago. Now you got Okafor. So you got four lottery picks on your roster in the last two seasons. So you have assets. You could argue that the Sixers are in a better position than the Knicks. Probably are. They have assets. Phil Phil Jackson may have carved out cap space, but he has no assets. Cap space with no assets. No picks next year. No no first rounder next year. That's huge. It's time for the Knicks to start this whole thing over. Time for the Knicks to blow it up. That's okay. It's okay, and people can criticize Sam Hankey for tanking and all you want, but that deal that he made was huge yesterday. And when we come back, we'll talk about that deal. Sam Hankey, trust the process. Are you trusting the process if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan? You listen to Go For It on Block Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It. Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat, and the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but that doesn't mean season. anything in the playoffs time. When the playoffs come, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I was trying to throw uh, you. you know I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist <laughs> too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that you know. We know that you can tempt married women. We've seen you. You, you have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around you. I just don't know what you're capable of. Come on now. Come on now. That's all right. That's that Robbie. That's called butter. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> okay. If you hey, what up? That. It's Corey Almeida, a.k.a. Corey Live, host of Picturica on the Hub and warm-up host for American Idol and Dancing with the Stars. And right now, you are listening to Go For It on Blog Talk Radio with my man, Paulie G and Jeremy. Get it! Thank you, sir. You got it, brother. Have a go, man. And we're back. Go for it. BlogTalkRadio.com, Talking Sports. 
having fun doing it. Paul, again, here on a beautiful Thursday, 4th of July coming up. That's always a fun time for a lot of people. Good times. You know, barbecues, food. I mean, you can't beat any of that. You can't beat a good barbecue. You can't beat good food. You can't beat any of those things. And this is the 4th of July weekend. And, you know, people are going to get their travel on. People are going to get their party on. People are going to get their eat on. But nobody's eating like these NBA cats right now. Nobody. There's nobody eating like these NBA cats right now. You know, you, you wish. I mean, I say it all the time. My kid, you, you're not messing with a football. You're either going to swing a bat, swing a baseball bat, or, or you're going to swing, or you're going to shoot some basket. Because of the, the, the money that is out here right now is crazy. And speaking of that, you, you look at the National Football League and, you know, NFL players talking about it now. And, and that was my thought. It was my thought as well. It was my, my sentiments, my thoughts, exactly when all these deals were going around left and right. You got uh, Duke Nacho of the Washington Redskins. He's talking like, hey, look, I mean, these guys, these NBA guys are making all this money, guaranteed money, guaranteed money, while us in the National Football League, we're not getting any of this guaranteed money. We don't have any guaranteed money. I mean, you get your signing bonus, but there's not a lot of guaranteed money out here. And so, you know, Redskins safety Duke Iannaccio jumped on Twitter to talk about it. I mean, like I said yesterday, $1.4 billion in salary yesterday, the opening day of free agency in the National Basketball Association. And $1.4 million, $1.4 billion in salaries to players. Let's go to Duke Iannaccio's tweet. All this guaranteed money, NBA throwing. Meanwhile, the NFL, which generates the most money, won't even make the league minimum $1 million. Yes, $1 million. That means every single player's salary in the NFL should start there. Highest risk of injury, brain trauma, richest league. No security in football, obviously, unless you hit the lick. I mean, he's right. He is right. There's, there's, if I'm, like I said, I'm talking, if I'm talking to my kid today, you're not playing football. You're not going to play football. Why would you risk your body? Why would you do that? Why would you put your body on the line and there's no guaranteed money out there? You know, you you got guys concussed. You, You got guys who having a hard time walking around. All different types of, of, of you know, post uh, uh, concussion symptoms, symptoms, and everything of that nature. You got a lot of that stuff going out out there with some of these players. It's tough. And I'm, if I'm a guy, mama, don't let your baby grow up to play football. Let your baby grow up to shoot a basket, shoot a hoop, shoot 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 some basket. Go out there and get your kid working on his jump shot. Perfect that jump shot. Get your boy out there. Learn how to throw a strike. Learn how to hit a curveball, fastball. 
don't let him go to the National Football League. Let him go to the NBA. I mean, you look at some of the things going on. I mean, let, let's just make comparisons. The NFL minimal salary for a rookie, 435000 Wow. Well, in the NFL, you, you look at the, um, excuse me, the NBA, it's totally different. Rookies make at least 525 a year. 525000 90000 more. Look at a guy like Chris Middleton. You know, five-year, $70 million contract. And you compare it to one of the best defensive tackles in football in Dominican Sue's contract, and it's $10 million more in guaranteed dollars. $10 million more. That tells you all you need to know. I mean, and Dominican Sue, Chris Middleton, look how both of those guys stack up in their respective leagues. That tells you all you need to know. It tells you all you need to know. So, again, moms, dads, grandparents, aunts, uncles, don't let your baby grow up to play football. Let your baby go out there and, and, and put him in the driveway. Shoot a jumper. Shoot jumpers. You could be like Steph Curry. <laughs> you could be just like Steph Curry. Do that. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to 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 see how the, the salary structures how how different they are, and comparison in terms of which game is is the harder game to play, in terms of what you do to your body and how you tax your body in order to play that particular sport. What game? Is easier. What game is, is, is not as hard on the body? You got to say basketball and baseball. A lot easier on the body. A lot easier on the body. So, I mean, it's crazy. You, you see it, and you're just like, wow. Absolutely wow. The money that was thrown around yesterday. And and just the comparison. And it's only going to get better for NBA players. Only going to get better. Let's switch gears now. Ballers on HBO is doing big-time numbers. The Rock is doing big-time things. And we're going to bring in a guy who's a part of Ballers and doing big things on Ballers. Let's bring him in now, one of the stars of HBO's hit series, Ballers, Donovan Carter. Donovan, how are you, man? And I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. Right now, you guys are two episodes in. I mean, the fans are loving it. The ratings are great. What kind of love are you feeling from the fans right now? I've been I've been feeling some some good love. I've been getting you know good response about my character and about the show, and just you know about the whole thing. And everybody just you know everybody's excited about what's going on. Now you played at UCLA. Are you getting more love now as an actor, or you get or did you get more love as a UCLA football player? Uh, uh, it's about a tie. I've been I've been okay. in love, you know, when I was there, but I've def I've definitely been you know just been trying to build new relationships with you know my Bruins and fellow alumni and you know just just building friends for life. Now on the show you played a character Vernon. Vernon's the guy 
now that that's having some issues with uh, people hanging on and people, you know, trying to get at his money. Talk about the character Vernon. Yeah, yeah, Vernon, he's a professional football player. He's uh, young. He's on his rookie contract. And he's just real family oriented guy. He just, you know, he wants to he wants to look out for his family because they make sacrifices for him to get to where he is. So he feels like he has to repay him. But at the end of the day. Vernon just needs to do what's best for him instead of, you know, helping everybody else. He needs to help himself out. And that's what the Rock, uh, Dwayne, you know, the Rock Dwayne Johnson's character, Spencer Strasmore, is trying to, you know, just let him know, like, you know, this money doesn't last forever. And when you retire, you, you want to have you want to have money so you're good. You don't, want, you don't want to have to work like he's working right now. Right. And you, you talked about the Rock. You are on set with the Rock. And he also made the transition from football to acting. I hear he's a common influence for you. Talk about The Rock and what he's done for you as an actor. Yeah, Dwayne, he's a great guy. He's hardworking. He's on time, never complains. And he just he just leads by his action. I just watch him and try to mimic things he does and add it to my career. And, you know, he just, I mean, early on in the, in the season, excuse me, he, uh, I was, you know, he was doing a take and, I was just, you know, everything kind of just hit me all at once. Like, you know, this is this is crazy. And he kind of, you know, he took me to the side and just, you know, re- reaffirmed, like, man, we all believe in you. You know, we all got confidence in you. So, you know, he just gave me a little pep talk, and, I, you know, I was ready to go back, you know, like it was halftime. <laughs> We're talking to one of the stars of HBO's hit series, baller Donovan Carter. And you talked about, you know, he gave you pep talks, and, and he's helping you out and, and helping you make that transition from football to acting. Where do you feel like you are as an actor right now? As an actor, I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely green. I'm definitely new. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I'll give you my best effort. And, you know, that's what anybody can ask for or anything. So, you know, I know I, I know I got some work to do. And right now I'm working my butt off to just get better and to take this and, you know, do do whatever I can with the opportunities. And, I, you know, I just want to come back and be better for season two and just, you know, show everybody – that you know, I, I can you know I can elevate and you know hopefully hopefully show my range too. What's the hardest part of acting for you? Um, the, the toughest part for me, honestly, was just not being able to see anything you've done after you do your take. Like in football, I mean, after each practice or each game, you can go watch your tape right away and learn how to get better. And in acting, you know, you don't really see anything till like, you know, the whole series is out or after it's edited and cut and all that. So that was kind of tough for me not, you know, I'm a visual learner, so not being able to see myself, but it just really put more, I put more trust in my, you know, directors and my producers and, you know, try to try to give my best effort and have them tell me, you know, what I did right or what I did wrong. Right, right, right. Now let me ask you this. I heard you audition for this for this role for three months. How did this all come about for you? Yes, um, you know, really just through the grace of God, man, and just through my university, you know, UCLA. The cast directors sent something out to you know my college, and they sent it, and they wanted they wanted for my role and uh, Ricky Jarrett, who's played by John David Washington. They wanted they wanted uh, both of us both of those roles to be, you know, actual football players. So, you know, I just got I got the email one day, and then I was at the time, I didn't know, you know, what I wanted to do career-wise. And I just I just went for it, man, just, you know, went went for it with my instincts. And like I said earlier, just tried my best and gave it my all. 
and you know they just kept you know calling me back, calling me back, and I was just you know I was just ready for whatever. And you know now now we here now you know episode two, for sure. What, what was the reaction when you heard that you got this role? Man, I, I was I was surprised you know I was surprised I was shocked um, at the time you know when I first heard though like uh, my grandmother was in the hospital she was sick so I mean I was I was happy but then I was kind of like you know at the time like my grandma was real sick so like I really you know I couldn't I couldn't really be as happy as I wanted to because I was worried about her but uh, she, you know she she ended up you know pulling through and she's fine now but then you know when I got the part also I knew. There was gonna be a lot of work ahead, so I knew I had a lot of stuff to, uh, a lot of work to do, and I wanted to be, you know, ready because I, my cast, you know, we they're, they're all veterans, and I did I didn't want to be the weakest link on up there. So grandmom's good, and you're doing big things right now with ballers. Life is good for you, man. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah, life, life, life is good, man. <laughs> I got no complaints, man. God, God is good. <laughs> you're blessed. <laughs> we all blessed, man. Hey. Let me ask you this now. You 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 guys are shooting this in Miami, man. I mean, you yeah. talk about shooting in Miami. I mean, that, that's got to be pretty good. Yeah, Miami was amazing. That was actually my first time down there when we were shooting. So uh, it's definitely different from L.A. The the weather the weather is amazing in wintertime. I definitely recommend going down there from November to March. It's, the weather is amazing. <laughs> um, the food was amazing. There were some beautiful people out there, too. And um, you know it was it was just fun, man. The city was fun. They you know they showed us love down there, and you know I just I'm I'm definitely committed to go to Miami at least once a year now. <laughs> We're talking one of the stars of HBO's Ballers, Donovan Carter. And Donovan, you played D line at UCLA. I know you went through the draft process. How close were you to to possibly playing in the NFL? What happened there? Yeah, um, after after my senior season, I you know I signed with an agent, like like a lot of players do. I started training. Um, I, didn't, I didn't I knew I was gonna get drafted, but I was just hoping, you know, to to make the roster and you know compete for compete in training camp. So uh, anyway, the draft came. I didn't get drafted, and the Raiders invited me up to come to the three day mini camp to try to make the team. So I went up there, you know, did my thing, but you know, got sent home. Didn't, didn't get a chance, you know, to make the team. So yeah, after that I, I got back. I really wanted to keep playing football, but at the time, um, you know, I was in LA. You know, LA is very expensive and start getting bills and responsibilities <laughs> and grown, you know, grown up stuff. And um, you know, and it, it, I just couldn't afford to keep uh, pursuing my dream with football. You know, with training, eating right, and I really right. just had to start, you know, working and, and paying bills off. So you know, I kind of kind of let that go away. And you know, just just start figuring out, you know, what what was my next move? Because you know, as I was as I was out um, out of college, I was just learning. It's a you know, it's a lot of ways to make money out here, and and uh, you know, football isn't isn't the only way. What were you doing to make ends meet at the time? Man, <laughs> man, I was I was I was hustling, man. I was working at a summer camp with kids. I was. I was um, I was doing commercials I, I, before I, I, before I did ballers. I was doing commercials, background um, football commercials. Okay. So I was, that's how I really got into business first. So I was doing that. I was doing security, man. You know, I was just I was I was hustling, man. You know, trying trying to find a way. For sure, that's all you can do. You're hustling, yeah. And, and the hustling on some level paid off. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> and and the, the grind the grind never stops. For sure. 
And, and let me ask you this now. I know you, your cousin is Clinton Portis. We've had Clinton on the yeah. show a couple times. Clinton's a good guy. Uh, you know, yeah. you guys met one time. Have you been in contact with Clinton Portis at all? Man, I haven't. So if you see him, tell him I said what's up. But um, <laughs> no, I, haven't, I haven't, man. You know, just, you know, it's one of the things when you're in the league and you got all these all these people saying they're your cousin and stuff. So, you right, know, right, right, right. I, I, I was just happy to meet, you know, I was just happy that me and my dad, we went to the game and we, and I got a chance to meet him, say what's up. And, like, that was cool. That was my first time, you know, ever meeting an NFL player or anything. And, like, okay. you know, he was real cool, real nice, you know, took a picture and, you know, was real humble. So, you know, I, I always cherish that. I, you know, I remember that for life. But, um, but yeah, you know, I haven't got in contact with him. You know, I really – Really, um, you know, you know, people change their number and stuff. So, you know, we'll, sure. we'll, we'll, we'll run, we'll run across each other past one day. And I definitely got to like reintroduce myself and all of that. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be hard now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully, he know who I am. <laughs> right. Now, now, I know you're, uh, you, you, you are a Redskins fan. Yeah. At this point, do you like the direction of the team? You like where things uh, stand with the Washington Redskins? Yeah, man, you know, I'm all for Dan Snyder and Coach Gruden. You know, I'm RG three fan, but um but yeah, I'm hope you know, it's a new year, so I'm I'm hope I'm hoping we I'm hoping we do great. You know, I'm hoping we do okay. great. And and we can uh, just compete and beat the Cowboys. That's it. <laughs> you are a UCLA guy. We we heard the story with with Justin Combs and uh Sal Alosi, the strength and conditioning coach. You you were a teammate with Justin and I know Sal was also the strength coach. When you were there as well, what's your take on that whole situation with Diddy and Salalosi? Um, you know, honestly, man, I, I I don't I don't have you know any idea what was going on, but you know, it's uh, UCLA is a great university, and we got great coaching staff, and I know they're gonna you know do the right thing and resolve the problem. And you know, Justin, he's a he's a he's a great guy, and Coach Alosi is a great coach, and you know that we they, I'm, I know they're gonna resolve it and figure it out. So you had no uh, no issues at all with Sal Losi at all during your time there. Never, never, never. Okay. Coach Losi, he was he was you know he's a he's a great he's a great coach you know great man. I mean now now out of school man you know he's really he's really a good guy. He tries to do whatever we can to help you know help all the players that went to UCLA even before he got there. And you know he's just he's a good coach for sure. We're talking to one of the stars of HBO's Ballers. Uh, Donovan Carter. Do you miss football at all? Oh uh, yeah, of course, of course. You know, I miss. Of course, you miss football. You miss competing, getting on the field. But most, most I miss is just the camaraderie. Oh. You around your teammates and your brothers. And when you get out, when you get out of football, you know it's not the same. And a lot of people, you think, you know, just on the team, you know, you 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 get you you know you trust your teammates, you trust your boys. And then when you get out in the real world, it's you know it's not like, it's not like that. So I, I, I miss more of that. I really don't miss, you know, the gassers and, you know, the de- the, the power cleans and all that stuff. But I just miss being around my boys. And there's been a lot of NFL players on ballers. I mean, I, I, we've seen Steven Jackson. We saw him Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson. I know Antonio Brown's on there as well. Right, How was the right. set with those guys? Man, it was really cool. They was, they was you know, real nice. They was really nice guys. And, you know, it was they was excited about it. I was just happy. Sometimes you get some of these players on here, and they really don't want to be on there. They just, they just, you know, do it for the check. But you know, I was just happy that they wanted to be a part of it. They was excited about it. And they, you know, they was just, you know, they was, they was up for anything. And you know, it was real. It was real good. They was really nice guys. And 
You know, I'm fans of them. You know, a couple of them I got in my fantasy league, so I was like, man, that's cool. You know, it was, it was cool to meet them. For sure. I mean, I had to be pretty cool being on set with those guys. And who knows, maybe you can play with them one day, play against them. Who knows? Football dreams over? They, yeah, they over. That's, that's shot down. <laughs> I, I, I'll pretend to be a football player all day. Uh, okay, all right. You probably make more money doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what can we expect moving forward now with the show? I mean, two episodes in, you know, like we said, the ratings are great. Everything is going well with the show. What can we expect right. moving forward? You can just expect just more entertainment, more, more, you know, more, more power to some of these players and more solutions. It's just more ways just to educate, you know, players that's in the league and players that's in college and high school, just ways to educate them on, you know, what what to do and what not to do. And hopefully they can just learn from, you know, Vernon and Ricky and, you know, even Spencer and Charles, you know, what, you know, learn from their mistakes and try to apply it to their life because, you know, you, you, don't, you, you don't want to make too many mistakes, but sometimes, you, you know, you got to learn from them. Have, can you relate to Vernon, Vernon at all, your character? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I can relate to, you know, being young and, you know, you got all this money and you don't know what to do with it and you, and you don't know who to trust and who who do you want to handle your money and you try to have, you know, you try to have your friend or somebody you trust, you, you know, watch your money and they don't know what they're doing. So, I mean, every everybody can relate to Vernon some way. And, you know, I can too. I'm really big on my family. I mean, even when I was in ball, when I was in college playing ball, that was my dream. You know, you always want to get mama a house and, you know, daddy a car. You know, you want to take care of your parents because they did so much, so much. They sacrificed so much to get get you to where you at. What else is going on with Donovan Carter? Obviously, you got ballers. What else you got uh, out there in the fire? What else you got going on? Man, just, you know, going going to acting class, getting better, Enjoying my summertime, you know, a lot of my boys are home right now from the summer. From uh, in, you know, some of my friends play in the NFL, so they home right now. So you know, spending time with them and you know, just getting just just getting ready, audition more and enjoying ballers and you know, just just taking one day at a time. That's it. That's all I can do. <laughs> For sure, that's all you can do, fans. Make sure you check all the, uh, check out ballers each and every Sunday on HBO, ten o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern time on HBO. Also. Hit this man up on Twitter at DCSoFly90. That's DCSoFly90. And also hit him up on his website, DonovanWCarter.com, and support all the great things going on with Donovan Carter. Donovan, let me get one more question. Uh, P. Diddy, did you see him around campus when you were uh, out there? I saw him, yeah, I saw him at practice a couple times, yes. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah, he was at practice. You know, he uh, he he just be low key. He just be in the cut. You know, he just wanted to just watch his son practice and you know and just watch some football. That's it. For sure, for sure. Is, he didn't say take that, take that or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear him say that. I I didn't hear him say that. <laughs> but uh, I would. I wish. I wish. He, I wish he would have just you know one time. I would have. That would have been cool. But, no diddy bopping or anything. Uh nah nah he wasn't he wasn't doing none of that he was just he was, he was just he was he was he was by himself you know he was just, he was Sean that day okay, he was, okay. he yeah he was Sean Combs he wasn't P Diddy for sure again fans make sure you check this man out each and every Sunday ten o'clock Eastern on HBO Ballers.
support this man also at Twitter at DC so fly ninety and also his website DonovanWCarter.com. Donovan, pleasure talking to yes, you, sir. man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Let's do it again. Oh uh, man, thank you, and I uh, wish you nothing but the best too. And yeah, anytime, anytime. For sure. Take care, man. All right, you too. Donovan Carter, one of the stars of HBO's hit series, Ballers. Ballers! Ballers! Pleasure talking to Donovan. And, uh, you know, again, the show is, like I said, off to a pretty good start. Ratings are pretty good. And uh, so people are watching. People are talking about it. And, uh, you know, Donovan, the biggest role of his career at this point, making the transition from football to acting. And, you know, he's making that transition pretty good. So, you know, shout out to Donovan Carter. Pleasure having him on tonight. I mean, let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers. I wanted to get to them. And, you know, we, we criticize, we, 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 we chastise, we, 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 we get all mad at, at Sam Hankey and the Philadelphia Sixers organization. You know, uh, they're tanking. They're, they don't want to win. You know, so on and so forth. So on and so forth. And all of those things are true. The Sixers aren't looking to win. Um, the, the Sixers are tanking. Maybe the Sixers are making a mockery of, of, of the league. Maybe they're not. I don't think so. They're just doing it better, I guess. They're perfecting it. <laughs> they perfected it, I guess. I mean, but the thing is, and I'm a Sixers fan, and I'm good with it. Because I saw the alternative. The alternative was a mediocre basketball team, meaning a team, seventh, eighth seed, a team out in the first round each and every year. A team that was a no man's land, a team good enough to make the playoffs but not even close to being a championship caliber team. So when you're in that position, you you go one of two ways. And they tried the other way. Andrew Bynum, remember, they went out and, and made the deal for Bynum, and they got damaged goods. That fell apart, didn't work out. So Bynum, the, the move for Bynum didn't work. So at that point, you had to blow the thing up, and they blew the whole situation up. Blew it up. And now, it, it just, you know, it was a bad situation last year in terms of wins and losses, but who cares? Bad season the year uh, two years ago in terms of wins and losses, but who cares? But it was good in terms of the lottery. Now, obviously the, the key to this whole situation is Joel Embiid and his health. At this point, his health is, is questionable. I mean, we don't know whether or not the foot is going to need an additional surgery. At this point, it's not healing the way they wanted it to heal or the way they expected it to heal. So that's an issue. But you look at the Sixers, and, you know, after this deal, and, you know, Sam Hinkie, last night he just went in there and robbed. You know, he, he put the ski mask on, and he went in there and just robbed the Sacramento Kings. He, he, he gets a lottery pick from a year ago in Nick Stauskas, Gets a couple players, Carl Landry, uh, Jason Thompson. Don't know how well or how much they're going to help the Philadelphia 76ers. They're not going to get rid of them, according to reports. So they're going to be on the roster when they open up the season at this point in time. 
And, you know, they gave up a second-round pick, a couple foreigners, a couple Euros, gave up a couple of those guys. But they get Stauskas, who was a lottery pick a year ago. They get a 2018 protect, top 10 protected first-round pick. And they're also able to swap first-round picks with the Kings in 2016 and 2017. So you talk about somebody – you know, putting the ski mask on and, and, and going up in there and, and, and fleecing Vladi Divac and the Sacramento Kings organization. Sam Hinkie did just that last night. And the Sixers get more assets. Sacramento, they're looking to sign guys. Maybe Rondo. I know they were interested in Monte Ellis, but he's off to Indiana at this point. So you, you look at... The Kings, they were desperate, trying to clear cap space. And the Sixers, well, they had a lot of they have a lot a lot of cap flexibility. They have a lot of cap flexibility, and with that cap flexibility, they're able to absorb contracts and take on money. And that's what they did. They took on Thompson's money, and they took on Carl Landry's money, and in the process, get a guy in Nick Stauskas who was a lottery pick a year ago, had some struggles in Sacramento, but maybe it changes in Philadelphia. And also, you got to look at this. With all these bigs that the Sixers are, have in Noel and, and, and Bede and Okafor, and this goes more so with Okafor and Embiid, guys who have a back-to-the-basket game. Noel, offense is limited. You know, he's going to do his things on putbacks and, and, and tip-ins and, and, and dunks and things of that nature. But a guy like Okafor, he may require a double team at some point. At least that's what you hope. So he needs somebody to, to, to uh, you know, throw it out to. Nick Stauskas can shoot. So maybe this works for him. Maybe it works for him. But, hey, if you told me that only thing you gave up, some cap space, which you got a bunch of, and everybody's got cap space now, if you told me all the things you gave up was some cap space and a couple of foreigners in the second round, I mean, you didn't give up Dario Saric. And, and that was, you know, that was everybody's question. Well, did they give up Saric? I mean, how'd they get their hands on all these guys? Did they give up Saric? No, they didn't. The, the Sixers didn't give up Saric. So fortunately for the Philadelphia 76ers, they didn't part with their prize. Uh, player, their prized possession, Dario Saric, and he won't be over probably until 2017-2018 season. That's when he's going to come over, probably at the earliest. So now, you know, the, the, the Sixers, again, did a great job acquiring assets. They got a bunch of picks, a bunch of cap space, and at this point, some Okafor, Noel, I mean, Noel showed some things last season. Obviously, you still need that point guard. Maybe that, that'll come at some point. But at this point in time, and, and the Sixers aren't prepared to win right now. As a matter of fact, they can give me another tanking season. I, I'll sign up today. Tank again. Tank one more time. Give me one more tank. Maybe we can get our hands on Ben Simmons. Give me one more. I'm okay with one more tank. 
You tank one more time, and then the following year we've got to finally start trying to win. Give me one more tank. Give me one more tanking season. Sam Hinkie, Brett Brown of the Philadelphia 76, one more. You give me one more, I'm good. I'm good for one more. I'll, I'll forgive you. I have no problem with you. I, I got to watch it. I'm a Sixers fan. I, I, I got to watch it. And have they been unwatchable over the past couple seasons? Sure. Are they must-see TV? No. Do you do you do you, you clear out your schedule to go see the Philadelphia 76ers or watch the Philadelphia 76ers or even go down to see the Philadelphia 76ers? Maybe if the tickets are cheap. But I mean, so I'm okay with losing. And I think as a whole, the Sixer fan base is pretty patient. I mean, obviously you're going to have people who disagree with it, but you can't. You can you can say, well, this is this is wrong that you're tanking and so on and so forth. But tanking works. It can happen. It can help you. We've seen it. Tim Duncan and the Spurs. Some could say they didn't tank. They tanked that year. And then they got Duncan. And guess what? Five championships later, Greg Popovich is one of the best coaches, is considered one of the best coaches in the history of the game. It works. You can even look at the 80s. And one of the reasons we had the lottery system is with the Rockets and Ralph Sampson and uh, Akeem Olajuwon. They tanked. They got Twin Towers. And they ultimately got two chips. The Rockets, because of the dream, doing the dream shake, Akeem Olajuwon. So my point is this, and especially with the NBA, and especially now, because everybody has cap space now. The key is you have to draft well. You have to draft well. And say what you want about the Sixers. You can argue. And I made this argument before. Last season, they got the number. You could argue that they got the number one pick in Joel Embiid. He was going number one if he was healthy. The year before that, they got Nerlens Noel. He was going number one if he was healthy. And then this year, you get Okafor, and many believe that Okafor is the best player in this draft. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns went first, but there are some who believe Okafor is the best player in this draft. And now, you get Nick Stauskas a lottery pick a year ago. A lottery pick, you got another one that's stashed over in Europe. So the Philadelphia 76ers, they're actually, trust the process. Trust the process. That's all I can tell you. Trust the process. Because at this point in time, there's assets. At this point in time, there's a team that's on – I mean, granted, it's not, there's still questions. I mean, we, we, we've seen Hinky, Sam Hinky, turn, uh, you know, tear the team down and, and acquire assets and, and clear out cap space. We've seen that part about, of it. That's the easier part. Now here's the hard part. Now form this team together. Put this team – and you remember, many moons ago, the Boston Celtics and, and Danny Ainge, people were questioning, what is Danny Ainge doing? He's got all these draft picks. He's got all these guys. And then what is he doing? What is the plan there in Boston? What is Danny Ainge doing? He doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing. 
Then, lo and behold, he makes a deal, you know, uses one of his assets and Al Jefferson to get his hands on KG, used another one of his assets, the fifth pick in the NBA draft, to get himself Ray Allen. Paul Pierce is already in place. In that same draft, you get Rajon Rondo. So you go in 2008, you got a big three and Rondo. And you got a championship to you got a championship with that. So you get that championship and you know Danny Ainge again the question was what is Danny Ainge doing? What is Danny Ainge doing? And the same question can 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 you can ask the same question about Sam Hinkie. He has all these bigs you know, three centers. Center City. What is he doing? Just trust the process, I guess. We've got to trust the process. We may not like the process. We may not have patience for the process. But at the end of the day, if you're a 76ers fan, you've got to trust the process. And even if you don't like Sam Hinkie and hate what he's doing with his organization and hate the tanking, you have to, 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 to big up. Sam Hankey for what he did last night, and then the fleecing of, of the Golden of the uh, Sacramento Kings. He did it the ski mask way last night. Kudos to Hankey and the Philadelphia 76ers. Show your love, show your love for the Sixers, or at least show your love for Sam Hankey. Going to the NFL now. Antonio Gates suspended. First four games, performance enhancing drugs. And and his you know, he's suspended for four games. And you know, you look at Antonio Gates and his career, he's had a great career. You can argue a Hall of Fame caliber career for Antonio Gates. And Antonio Gates had a pretty good season last year. Pretty good season for the Chargers. Had decent numbers for the San Diego Chargers last year. I mean, he he had a good season for San Diego. You you gotta be happy with what you got out of Antonio Gates a year ago. Got to be happy with it, you know. But obviously now, I mean, 12 touchdowns, a career high. Well, actually, 2040 had 13, but 2014 he had 12 touchdowns. You know, that's that's up eight from a year ago where he had four in 2013. Maybe the, I mean, maybe the performance into drugs worked. Maybe they didn't. Who knows? He's saying that, you know, he – he has a statement out there, obviously, and obviously guys are going to have statements and, and going to defend themselves, but here's a statement. Quote, I take full responsibility for my actions. I'd like to express my sincere apologies to Chargers, my teammates, coaches, fans, and the league who have always supported me and expected and gotten nothing but the highest level of integrity from me. At this point, he's not going to appeal, so he's going to take his suspension and go on home. In my 12 years, he went on to say, in my 12 years in the NFL, I have taken tremendous pride in upholding the integrity of the NFL shield in all that it entails. I have taken extreme care of my body with a holistic approach and never taken any substances that was illegal or banned by the NFL. In an effort to recover from a long season, and although I was unaware at the time, I regret to conform that I tested positive for a substance that is currently on the NFL banned substance list. 
He went on to say, as an NFL veteran and a team leader, I should have done my due diligence to ensure that I was taken for that what I was taking for recovery was was within the NFL guidelines. I've always believed that ignorance is no excuse when it comes to these issues, and I take full responsibility for my actions. Those are the words of Antonio Gates. Before before games for Antonio Gates, I mean, you know, there's no really surprise when when guys are or are busted for performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, in and, and reality, I'm one of these guys that, why not just legalize it? I mean, you know, I just, we got to find something. I mean, it's to me, it's, it's not surprising. How about that? It's just not surprising when you see guys get busted for using performance-enhancing drugs. It's not surprising at all. And, of course, he's going to say what he said. That's what he should say. That's what he's expected to say. Take full responsibility, but say, hey, uh, you know, I, I, I took something that I was unaware of. I was ignorant towards the situation. Again, ignorance is no excuse, but, again, it, it makes you look a little better. Well, you could say, well, I didn't intentionally do it. I unknowingly took this substance. But Antonio Gates going for four games also. Sheldon Richardson of the New York Jets. Violated the league's substance abuse policy. He's gone for four games. The substance, we don't know what it is. I hope it ain't marijuana, especially in 2015. I hope it's not marijuana. I just hope it's not marijuana because, you know, know, marijuana's being legalized all over the place. But hopefully he gets the help that he needs moving forward so he can, you know, be the man and, and be the player that he wants to be moving forward. Hopefully he can do that. But he went on Twitter and said, I vow to you that this will not happen again. My team will continue to push forward without me to start the season. Those are the words of Sheldon Richardson. He's gone for four games. Gone. You, you know, and he didn't really say much again. He just says, you know, I'm not going to let anybody down again. I'm going to try to get it right. And hopefully Sheldon Richardson can do just that. Get it right. Dallas Cowboys. Another player. This is suspension Thursday. I mean, this is this is substance abuse Thursday. PD Thursday in the NFL. You know? Dallas. Rolando McLean. Substance abuse policy. He's suspended for four games. And Rolando McClain retired, came back, and gave the Cowboys and, and played well. He played well last season for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, you got to be happy with what you got out of Rolando McClain last season if you're a, Cow- if you're a Cowboys and if you're a Cowboys fan. Got to be happy. But now... You know, he's a guy, again, who did a lot for the Cowboys last season. Had a great season. Great season for the Cowboys a year ago. But, again, he's on the sideline for four games. Substance abuse policy. So a lot of guys now sitting out four games. Got some four gamers out there for a lot of people. For for three people we named today. Get right. Get it right, fellas. Get it right. Second hour of go for it, starting right now.
if you can Hey, what up? That. It's Corey Almeida, a.k.a. Corey Live, host of Picturica on the Hub and warm-up host for American Idol and Dancing with the Stars. And right now, you are listening to Go For It on Blog Talk Radio with my man, Paulie G and Jeremy. Get it! Thank you, sir. And we're back. Check it out. Go For It. Starting right now. Trying to get see if we can get Sean Livingston on the line. He was supposed to join us uh, last hour. Maybe we can, hopefully we can get him on in this hour. We're expected to be joined by Tony Roten from the Philadelphia 76ers in this hour. He's got an up. He's got a skills camp coming up, so we're going to talk to Tony about that. And you know, tell, Tony is also rehabbing his ACL. Uh, he went down with an ACL injury last season, so we're going to talk to him about that, where he's at, and you know, uh, is he uh, how healthy he is, and when will he be ready for the upcoming. NBA season. Let's go back to the NBA, and and as I said earlier, a lot of people making a lot of money. A lot of people making a lot of money. And, and again, the biggest fish that's out there, you know, DeAndre Jordan and also LaMarcus Aldridge. And, again, he's now, reports are, he has a meeting lined up with the Heat, he canceled the meeting with the Knicks. So now he's got a meeting lined up with the Heat. Also, he's got a meeting, a second meeting with the Los Angeles Lakers, and I think it, that that's a decent sign for the Lakers that you're able to get a second meeting with LaMarcus Aldridge. So they're going to get a second meeting with LaMarcus Aldridge, and according to reports, this second meeting will only be GM Mitch Kupchak and also Byron Scott to no Kobe. To keep Kobe, keep Kobe away. Keep Kobe away from any recruitment meetings. He'll just mess it up. Keep him away. Far, far away from anything. And here's the thing with the Lakers and Kobe. I mean, the, the, how many years does he have left? How many years does he have left? Been injured over the past few seasons. So how many years is left? for Kobe Bryant. So Aldridge, like I said, he's the big fish. And we got to figure out what DeAndre Jordan's going to do. You know, there was talk that him and Chris Paul weren't on the best of terms. There was, there was talk that those two weren't necessarily getting along. But what's what's going to happen now with, uh, DeAndre, with DeAndre Jordan? Does he go to the Mavericks? Does he stay with the Clippers? If I'm advising DeAndre Jordan, and you're playing with, you know, an elite point guard in Chris Paul, a guy who's able to, to get you decent shots, you know, uh, uh, one of the best point guards out there, you know, a brilliant passer, and you have Blake, Griff, Blake Griffin alongside of you. You got talent with the Clippers. I don't think if you go to Dallas with the Mavericks, you make the Mavericks a better I – mean, I mean, you make them better – but I don't know if you, you make them championship caliber. So if, if, if I'm DeAndre Jordan, I think I stay with the Clippers, who've also gotten their hands on Paul Pierce. I, I, I think I stay with, with the Clippers, Doc Rivers, you know, in that situation. I think that's a better situation than the Mavericks. We'll see what he does. And the Phoenix Suns, the Suns now, you know, they, they've made some trades to clear some space, uh, trading Marcus, Marcus Morris, Granger, 
and Reggie Bullock to the Detroit Pistons, which essentially is a salary dump. They've cleared about $20 million in cap space. And so now, you know, they, they, they are in that mix for LaMarcus Aldridge as well. I think when it's all said and done, I think he goes to San Antonio. I thought at first it was going to be the Lakers, but that meeting didn't work out too well. And, again, they're getting a second meeting, so maybe reports are to get a second meeting, so maybe that second meeting will be the one that puts the whole situation over the top. Maybe that second meeting is what does it for LaMarcus Aldridge. Maybe he says, you know what, I got this second meeting, and, and, and now, you know what, after hearing you not once but twice, L.A., I like the situation there. But he's, he's 30 years old, and, and he's going to L.A. in a situation that if he joins the Los Angeles Lakers, or the Lakers poised and ready to win today. Well, if LaMarcus Aldridge is on their roster, are they a championship-caliber team? I'd say probably not, unless Kobe is, you know, eight years ago Kobe. Unless Kobe is, you know, five, six, seven years ago Kobe. That's the only way that, as far as I'm concerned, the Lakers are, are that, that's the only way that situation is better or good. So San Antonio, or even Houston for that matter, you know, but San Antonio, a, a team obviously, Duncan has decided he's coming back for his 19th season. He still can play. Tony Parker's still there. Kawhi Leonard, he's, he's you know, got his max deal, got his max money. Max money. He's an up-and-coming up star. He's still there. And he's still got Greg Popovich in the San Antonio Spurs organization, which, which is a, a first-class organization, an organization that over the years have always been putting their team in position to win. So, you know, you look at the situation with the San Antonio Spurs, to me – that situation would be a situation that would, would jump out at me if I'm LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, I, I, this is a winning organization. I want to win, and winning, and, and, you know, in order for me to win, maybe the San Antonio Spurs will help me do that. They, I, I mean, what situation is better, San Antonio or L.A.? I, I think the question is already answered. No need to answer it. We know. We know. So Aldridge, again, he's the big fish. DeAndre Jordan's still out there. And so we'll see what happens with those guys. And then let's go back to Greg Monroe, obviously, going with the Milwaukee Bucks to join the team that, you know, you look at that starting lineup in Milwaukee. You, you look at that team. I mean, you know, Jabari Parker's coming back. A lottery pick from a year ago coming back. So you have him back in the mix. So then you have you got Jabari Parker in the mix, you got uh, you got uh, Michael Carter Williams there, Chris Middleton, he's resigned. You got the Greek Freak there as well. I mean, you got players there in, 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 in Milwaukee who might you know this team a playoff team a year ago. Not many expected them to be a playoff team a year ago, but you know the, a team that's really Turned it around. Jason Gitt did a great job in Milwaukee. And now, you know, with some of the moves that they made, you know, a center in Greg Monroe who can 
get you 16 and 8, who can, you know, a, a guy who can score in and around the basket, rebound the basketball well, you have him now. A guy that can give you easy baskets. Milwaukee needed somebody to give him easy baskets. Milwaukee needed somebody to give him easy baskets. And so now they have that guy. So the Bucks, a good situation for them. And, and, and now, again, with this move and with the nucleus that they have, it's a good situation in Milwaukee. Good situation. So, you know, kudos to, to Jason Kidd and the Bucks organization. Again, this is a team that I, I think you have to say is an upcoming, up-and-coming basketball team. And the moves that they've made makes and puts them in position to ultimately be successful moving forward. And again, I, you know, the funny, like I said earlier, and it's so funny. It's so funny because everybody was saying, wow, these super teams that are out here, everybody's forming super teams. And, you know, I, I, I want to go to big markets so I can do some things off the court as well. So I can, you know, go, you know, make some money not only on the court but off the court. You know, grow my brand, if you will. And now this all changed. You know, every, you know, Monroe is the perfect example of that, how things are changing in the National Basketball Association, how things are changing. So Milwaukee, again, great moves. Greg, Greg Monroe, great move. Great move. And as we go on again, you know, you, you look at, you, you talk about, has anybody positioned themselves and, and put themselves in position to, to be championship caliber at this point? And as I think about that, I, I have to say at this point, I mean, teams have gotten better, but no one has, has you know, you, you're not saying any that, you're not saying that, uh, Toronto with Damari Carroll adding him, you're not saying he puts him over the top. You know what I'm saying? Greg Monroe to the to the Bucks. You're not saying he puts them over the top. So you're not saying that just yet. Paul Pierce to the Clippers, he helps, but he's not putting them over the top. Again, Lamarcus Aldrich. He you know where he goes at this point, no one knows. But where he goes will we'll, we'll, we'll do a lot of things. And, if again, if he goes to the San Antonio Spurs, forget all that small ball talk in, in Golden State and, you know, everybody's saying small ball wins. If you add LaMarcus Aldridge, a pick-and-pop big with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard, if you add that to that, come on. You got to favor the Spurs out there, out west, and then even OKC. I mean, OKC, you know, they're favored because of what they have. Health was the reason that OKC had issues last season. It wasn't talent; it was health. Health is the reason that the Golden State Warriors. Or one of the reasons. I don't want to take anything away from them. 67 wins, 83 wins in total, including playoffs, third all-time in NBA history. So I don't want to take anything away from them. But them winning the title a year ago was a byproduct of health, a byproduct of, 
of Steph Curry being healthy for for most of the year. Klay Thompson being healthy. I mean, they were injury-free. Health is one of the reasons the Golden State Warriors are holding that trophy in the air and waving around like they just don't care. Health. That's a big reason. And so you look at GSW, and this is a team now many believe can win multiple titles. And, and they handled their business re-signing Draymond Green yesterday. You know, reports were well, they, they, they broke off talks, and, and you know, you, you got a little worried there. But I, I would have said this. I, I'll say this. No matter, he's a restricted free agent, so they, they could match it. And, and I don't think they were going to let Draymond Green get out of there. And here's the thing about Draymond Green, and that he's one of the reasons, you know, they're able to play small. Because of his ability to guard multiple positions. His ability to guard multiple positions helps you go small. You can go small when you have guys who can guard multiple positions. Draymond can guard multiple positions. And so his ability to do that puts you in position as a team to be able to do some things and play you know, non, you know, unconventional lineups, if you will. I mean, Draymond Green was playing some center. <laughs> so his ability to play to, to guard multiple positions is what made you a versatile team and helped you ultimately to bring it home. His, his ascension as a player is one of the reasons that the Golden State Warriors were able to win the title. He became a better player defensively, offensively, he became a better player, a much better player. And so his growth is the reason that the Warriors have a, a, a championship right now, his growth, what he became as a player, what he has contributed to the team as a player. I mean, look, you, you look in the playoffs, 13 and 10. He was 13-10 and 10 in the playoffs, 13 points, 10 rebounds. That's huge. That's huge. That was what he was last season in the playoffs. Again, that type of production is one of the reasons you're holding the title. So there, there, there was no way he was getting away. There, there, there was no way that he was going to get away. There was no way they were going to let him get away. No way. So he stays with Golden State. Jimmy Butler resides. Max Steele with the Chicago Bulls. Five years, $95 million. There was talk maybe he would take a shorter deal so he can capitalize on that TV money that's coming. That salary cap is going to jump. 2016, 2017, it's going to be around $90 million. About what, $67 million now. It's going to be $90 million, around $90 million. So the money that these guys are getting right now is great, and it's going to get even – if you're an NBA player, it's going to get even better for you. It's going to get even better for you with that cap jump. Better. So I, I look at, you know, the Jimmy Butler and the Bulls. The Bulls 
They needed to resign Jimmy Butler. He's probably the be- you can argue the best player on their team. You know, Derrick Rose. Over the years, obviously, he was the best player, but health was a big issue with Derrick Rose. But the Chicago Bulls getting Jimmy Butler—that's huge. That's huge. Resigning him, and I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But obviously, resigning him and the Bulls, as far as I'm concerned, they're a team that can compete with the Cavaliers. But honestly, if if if, if I look at this, obviously you're going to have some team that comes out of nowhere. The Atlanta Hawks—they were a team last year that came out of nowhere. You could Golden State in some level came out of nowhere. No one expected, I don't think, 67 wins out of the Golden State Warriors. Not many. But they kind of, the Hawks came, definitely came out. The Hawks were a little more surprised than Golden State. So somebody's going to come out of the, the mix and surprise people. There, there's going to be a surprise somewhere, always is. But I still think if, you, if as we speak today, especially in the Eastern Conference, even after some of these moves, but none of these moves, again, none of these moves have shifted the balance of power. It's, it's, in the East, it's Cleveland. Chicago, Washington maybe, but it's still Cleveland. I, I, I think if, you're, if, you're, if you're, you're saying who's going to the NBA Finals today in the East, I think it's pretty easy, and I think it's safe to say at this point, if you pick the Cavaliers, you're probably going to be right. Western Conference, totally different story. Totally different story out west. For sure, much different story. Um, again, Aldrich, what happens? Jordan, what happens? But the Grizzlies, you know, I mean, everybody's going to be there. Those, those, those teams in the West, you know, still championship caliber teams out there, a lot of them. Golden State, of course. Houston, maybe they'll take that next step. The Clippers are going to be there. San Antonio, they're still going to be there. Memphis, they're going to be in the mix, of, of, of course, with, with, you know, the bigs and, you know, Marcus Saul, he's going back. So you look at it. And OKC, again, OKC. So I, I, I can say definitively that the Cavaliers are probably going to go back to the NBA Finals based off of what we've seen so far and based on the moves that have been made. I mean, they've made every move at this point necessary. Yeah, and they made every move that they can at this point in time. Now we'll see if they, what else they do. I mean, Mo Williams is out there. And Mo Williams would, uh, would 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 be great for the Cavaliers. You know, he teamed with LeBron uh, before LeBron went to Miami, and he helped them win 60 games in those seasons. And and he would be huge as a backup point guard to Kyrie Irving with the hope that maybe you can limit Kyrie Irving and, and help him uh, to get through a full season. Again, I said this last week, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving have to tell themselves in this offseason – Everybody on Cleveland, LeBron knows what it takes. But, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, you know, a part of that big three with LeBron, you know, Kyrie and Kevin Love, these guys, they don't know what it takes to play. I mean, this is their first year in the playoffs. They have to now tell themselves, my body has to be prepared to play 100 games. My body has to be prepared to play 100 games. I got to prepare my body 
to play 100 games. And with that being said, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving have to prepare their bodies to do that because Cleveland is poised to win a title. And to win a title, you've got to play 100-plus games. 100-plus games. That's what you have to do. And so those boys have to do that in this offseason. Train your body to play 100 basketball games. Train your body to do that. And they got to do it. Because again, that's what that, that's where my that's where that's where Cleveland's going to be. They're going to be in or near to the fi- near the finals. That's bottom line. That's point blank. They're going to be near or in the finals. So again, prepare your body for 100 basketball games. Tell yourself. You have to play 100 basketball games if you want to go where you want to go, if you want to be where you want to be, 100. So we'll see, again, the Cavaliers locked up all the guys necessary. Everybody got paid. LeBron's boys, they all got paid. And so there, there's happy times with those guys in Cleveland. Just looking around now, I mean, Wesley Matthews, what's going to happen with him? You know, the Kings apparently have have tried to clear out cap space to get Rondo to get Wesley Matthews. I know the Kings had some uh, interest also in um, Monte Ellis, ultimately, like I said, signed with the Pacers. So now Wesley Matthews, a guy who can shoot the basketball, coming off a torn Achilles, but he can definitely score the basketball, decent player, and a guy that can help, definitely. So he's got he's scheduled to visit. Well, he visited with Sacramento today. And so we'll see if the Kings let him out alive. Rondo again. Let's see, let's, let's see if the Kings let him out without giving him some money. Rondo, a guy now who, again, you know, traded from Boston, had some disappointment in uh, you know, a lot of disappointment actually, and uh, you know he had a very disappointing situation in um, in uh, Dallas. Didn't really play too well in Dallas. So, you know, we'll see if he can uh, move him forward. What he can do to prepare himself and to be the guy that he wants to be. You're listening to Go For It on Block Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It, Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. And the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but... That doesn't mean it. anything in the playoffs, time. When the playoffs come, it doesn't mean anything. I was, trying to throw uh, you, you know I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, <laughs> too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that you know. We know that you can tempt married women. We've seen you. You, you have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around you. 
I, I yeah, just don't know yeah, what you're capable of. Come on now. Come on now. That's hard. <laughs> That's not Roxy. <laughs> That's called butter. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're Thanks. very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> so- and we're back. BlogTalkRadio.com. Go for it here. Paul Gant. We're going to bring in a guy now who's, you know, tasted some champagne, you know, blessed. You know, he's really in a good situation right now. We're going to bring him in now. Let's bring him in now. Warriors, guard, and a champion right now. Guys who's living it up, enjoying the life. Sean Livingston. Sean. What's up? How are you, man? Man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate (laughs) it. Let me ask you this now. We saw yesterday your boy Draymond Green, five years, $85 million. At any point, were you nervous that Draymond could go elsewhere? There was talks that, you know, talks had, had ceased between the Warriors and Draymond. But were you nervous at all? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's just kind of how negotiations go sometimes. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of rumors that kind of spill out there. Uh, and, you know, it's it's never done till it's done, you know. But, I mean, they, they got it done, I think, uh, you know, you want to wrap that up quick, and we're happy, happy he's with us. Man. Definitely, and uh, let me ask you this now. A lot of money being thrown out, thrown around by owners and GMs around the league. I mean, you were a free agent last year. Do you almost wish you were a free agent this year? Yeah, but, I mean, looking at the, you know, kind of like the, the state of the NBA, I think it's going to be better, you know, each year. You know, um, salary caps are going up, and, um, you know, I'm I'm still – you know, I'm still considerably uh, young. I'm getting up there in age, but uh, I'm, I, there's another opportunity, I think, to possibly garner another contract. For sure. And, and let me ask you this now. Obviously, it's been a few weeks now since you tasted that champagne, since you hoisted that trophy. What's it feel like, man, to be a champion? Has it sunk in for you? Man, I can still taste the champagne. It's crazy. <laughs> You know, I don't even want to wash wash my jersey or my hat that I was wearing in the locker room. It's it's uh it's surreal, you know, and it's an unbelievable feeling. And you know, to be a champion, to go through the war, you know, and to come out um, a champion, it's just it's the greatest feeling ever. It makes you want to do it every year. We're talking to Warriors guard Sean Livingston. Let me ask you this now: You, you said you want to do it every year. Do you see this group that's currently assembled? Do you see multiple championships out of this Golden State Warriors team? Listen, one at a time, man. I mean, we have the uh, ability to do so, but, you know, it takes a lot, you know, and it takes a little luck. You know, injuries, we were very fortunate last year health-wise. You know, we're a deep team, so it helps the the case. But, um, you know, with our group, we feel like we found a formula that works, but, you know, we have to continue to apply it, you know, next year will be a new year. So, Uh, but we'll, we'll be ready. For sure, and, and and just looking at your team now, looking at the NBA Finals, I, I look at it with, with you guys. Ultimately, game one, you won games two and three. You know, especially after uh, uh, Kyrie Irving goes down. You know, obviously, you guys had the advantage. Let me ask you this: Was there a little uh, a letdown in games two and three when when Irving was down and then the Cavs were depleted? Yeah, I don't think we intended to let down, but you know, the way that the I think series was going, um, you know, LeBron was kind of controlling the tempo, uh, and the Cavs were playing the way they wanted to play. Um, you know, but it was the finals. At the end of the day, we are playing for a world championship. And so, 
you know, regardless of whoever they have, they were good enough to get there, you know, um, with the team they had. So we we still locked in. For sure. We're talking to Warriors guard Sean Livingston. And, you know, I, I look at game four where when Steve Kerr was in the huddle and he, and he was telling you guys, you know what, take their best hit, take their punch now because you're the deeper team and they're only playing seven and then ultimately you would outlast them. Is that basically what happened? I mean, it seemed like it happened that way, but at the end of the day, was it a case of you guys just having too much for them and them just really not having enough? I mean, we felt like that was the case, you know, in all our series. And, um, you know, and going in, again, when you make it all the way to, to the finals, I mean, your confidence is probably at an all-time high. And, uh, you know, we feel good about our depth and, you know, our weapons, and we wanted to use all of them uh, to try to wear them down. I think I think that's what we did. You did, and most definitely you guys ultimately won the title. Let's look at Steph Curry for, for a moment now. Truly an amazing season, truly an amazing shooter. You played against him, now you're playing with him. Is he? Does he have the best shot that you've seen ever? Um, yeah, off the dribble especially. I mean, I don't think I've seen anybody shoot that way off the dribble. Um, you know, but catch, catch and shoot. I mean, you know, Clay Thompson's up there. I mean, those guys could. You know, same way every time. I, I got to put him up there in the top five for sure. Let me ask you about Andre Iguodala. Obviously, the biggest move of this season, the biggest adjustment is obviously you guys going small, and Andre Iguodala played great defense on LeBron James and, and made the necessary shots and played some big-time basketball. Talk about the play of Andre Iguodala. Yeah, we wouldn't have won the finals without him. Uh, you know, what he was able to do with our team, uh, you know, versatility-wise. Uh, guarding LeBron all series, making it tough for him in the offense and making them pay um, for the lineups that we were using. And, you know, he was a spark. And he, we plugged him into the lineup and kind of went small, ran, and, you know, and it worked out. But he, he, he took a, a role, a uh, six-man role this year during the season. And I think that kind of set the tone for, you know, sacrifice and winning, you know, a cha- NBA championship. Now, you guys, I mean, small ball was the key. You guys played small ball, and small ball was one of the reasons you guys were able to beat uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, shooting a lot of threes, and, you know, playing like the the old Phoenix Suns, Steve Nash and those boys. NBA is a copycat league. Uh, Do you expect to see a lot of teams playing small ball a la the Golden State Warriors? I mean, you know, I I think so. I think it's kind of trending, uh, you know, with the versatile players being able to play multiple positions. I think that helps, but... You know, I think you look at the way our roster set up. I mean, we can play a couple of different ways. I mean, Bogut didn't play as much, but um, he played. Uh, you know, without the, without him in the Memphis series and Houston series, you know, I don't know if we get through those series. So, you know, it, it takes the team. I want to ask you this now: eighty-three wins in the regular season, including the playoffs as well, the third most in league history. How should history view the twenty fourteen twenty fifteen Golden State Warriors? Um. You know, I, th- I think we'll. I think with with the pieces that we have, thank you. With the pieces that we have, um, we'll be set up. You know, uh, I'm excited about you know just our look, our outlook. We got some good young nucleus, and I think you know we'll we'll be in good hands. Let me ask you about LeBron real quick. I mean, he had an amazing finals. He did it all for the Cavaliers. Were you amazed by some of the things that he was doing? Uh, he had a great he had a great series. The key was just to keep it, you know. Him working for his shots, you know, uh, and then trying to take some of the other players away. I think that was the key. Now, he, he, a lot of people believe that LeBron James should have been the series MVP. 
your thoughts on that? I mean, he was on the losing team. I believe if you're no. on the losing team, you can't be serious MVP. You agree with that? No. I don't I don't see them, you know, really giving an MVP to a losing team. I mean, that's just right. – and that, that, that kind of defies the purpose, so. Let me ask you My this now, and I, I know you got to get on your plane soon. You're doing big things off the court with the Sean Livingston Foundation. Tell us about it. Yeah, we, we've we been, um, you know, through the Sean Livingston Foundation, putting on a camp uh, every year uh, back in my home city in Peoria, Illinois. We work with numerous community centers and basically just trying to give back. The inspiration of hope, uh, you know, kids, they grow up, you know, dreaming and want to do things. And I think, uh, you know, being able to come back and give back to your community is important, you know, for the kids and the legacy that you leave. So that's, that's really all the Sean Livingston Foundation has really been trying to do with the help of Amanda Jacobs, you know, putting on great basketball camps and, um, you know, and working working with the, with the inner city and the community. So, fans, make sure you go to his website, theslfoundation.org. Also, hit him up on Twitter, at Sean Livingston, and support all the great things going on with Sean Livingston and the Sean Livingston Foundation. One more question before we get out of here. Steve Kerr. Obviously came in with you got for you guys and, and did a great job as the coach and ultimately helped you guys get over the top. Talk about Steve Kerr, the coach. Yeah, he, he did a great job of just putting together the, you know, putting together the pieces and uh, he wasn't afraid to make adjustments. Adjustments and it worked out and um, you know and, and he just was a great great communicator being able to communicate with all the guys. So it just worked out. For sure. Sean, I'll let you go now. Appreciate it, man. Nothing but the best of luck. Safe travels, and let's do this again. All right. Thanks for having me, boss. Appreciate it. Sean Livingston, guard for the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors are champions, and Sean Livingston, you know, he played his role. You know, he played his role, and then the Golden State Warriors, they played their role as a team. 83 wins, you know, regular, including regular season and playoffs. And, and ultimately, this team, you know, we, we got to look at this team favorably. You know, 67 wins to win 67 wins, 67 games in the NBA is, is no small feat. And obviously, winning 83 games is even more impressive, obviously, because you got those 16 extra wins, and that's what you need to win an NBA title. I, I, I look at, you know, Golden State and, and, and a team, obviously, again, that just got it done and, and a tough team. You know, we, we could talk about them and compare them to the Phoenix Suns, but the difference between them and the Phoenix Suns is this team defends. They defend the basketball. You know, they, they, they got, the, you know, the Draymond Green, big-time defender. They defend. And, you know, that, that you know, so we, we look at the flash of Steph Curry and shooting the threes. We, 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 we look at all that and, and we forget about the grit and the toughness and then the, and the you know, the, the, the know-how of that defense and that defense and, and how that defense, you know, propelled this team. And, it's, you know, mental and physical toughness. And Mark Jackson put that in place, and, and Steve Kerr put it over the top. It's just like Tony Dungy put it in place. In Tampa, John Gruden put it over the top. I mean, it, it's, it's just like that. And, and sometimes you need that. You need that guy to come in and put his team over the top. Steve Kerr put the Golden State Warriors over the top. And now the Golden State Warriors again, 83 wins, third in the history 
of the NBA. And so kudos to Golden State, Steve Kerr, and the rest of that ball club. Steph Curry, what a year. What a year. That jump shot was lethal. It was wet. It was ridiculous. And just some of the shots that he makes. A good, bad shot maker. He took some bad shots and made them. That's the beauty of Steph Curry. So, again, kudos to the Golden State Warriors. Kudos to Steph Curry. Kudos to the rest of that ball club as now, you know, they're champions. And, and, you know, we could talk about health. We could talk about all the excuses we want at the end of the day. A chip is a chip. And they have the chip. And they're, they're hoisting the chip in the air. And they're celebrating right now in Golden State like it's 1999. I mean, you know, they're still tasting champagne. That's got to be a great taste and a great feeling. A great taste and a great feeling for the Golden State Warriors and that team. This team now, champions. They are champions. And, again, the, the end of, like I said, man, this, I, you know, I, I, again, as I, as, I, as I watch the money that's flying around, and, you know, I tweeted this out, and, you know, either, I, I guess, you know, you see guys getting money that you never thought those guys would get that kind of money ever in life. But then you forget about the TV money. You forget about all the other things that, you know, is in place that allows these guys to get the type of money that they're getting. Kudos to those guys. They're having a lot of fun. And the owners have a lot of fun. GMs throwing a lot of money around. And put, let's, let's be real. If the owners are throwing money around like this, there must be a lot of it. So there, there, there must be a lot of it for sure. But I want to thank Donovan Carter for calling in. Also, I want to thank Sean Livingston as well. Well, hopefully we can get Tony Roten on at another time. He was scheduled to join us, but hopefully we can get him on at another time. You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash begant, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter, at GoForItGant, G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. Also hit us up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash GoForItGant. We're going to put up the Sean Livingston interview, also the Donovan Carter interview that we did tonight. For everybody here, go for it. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. Have fun. Party. Enjoy yourself. Don't forget to get a designated driver if you need it. See you later. Take care. Bye.